Hi there. Welcome to a new podcast I'm starting uh, called You Don't Get to Not Care. I'm your host, Kenny Kapikian. Um, going forward, we're going to have some guests on. Uh, we're looking for a co-host, but uh, we're going to have some guests on in the meantime. Um, so why am I doing this? Uh, I was listening to Tucker Carlson um, the other night, and he said something that really struck me. And uh, I was one of those people, uh, roll the tape. Maybe the most important development in America in the last 30 years. It had nothing to do with Russia or Iran or Donald Trump, so they barely noticed it. But you probably did notice it. America's cities collapsed. Buildings burned. Law enforcement vanished. Criminal mobs rampaged unchallenged, stealing things and hurting people. Drug-addicted vagrants took over the streets, the parks, the public transportation. Anyone who could leave urban America did, and this happened around the country. In New York alone, many hundreds of thousands of people, possibly a million people, fled the city. Essentially, the entire tax base of America's largest metro area disappeared in just a few months. But here's the remarkable thing. Our political class said barely a word as it happened. Bizarre doesn't begin to describe the experience of that. Imagine you're watching Game 3 of the World Series and a spaceship lands on the pitcher's mound in Yankee Stadium. So you flip to CNN for live coverage of it, but CNN has decided not to cover it. They don't think it's a story. That's what it's like. You start to imagine you must be going crazy. And then you see the numbers and you realize that, no, you are not crazy. It is all entirely real. New York City is now moving toward historic apartment vacancy rates. San Francisco, long a famously overheated real estate market, is now facing a 50% increase in residential vacancies. People are running away. Moving companies say they can't keep up with the demand. So I thought I was going crazy. Um, I kept hearing, like, all this stuff's going on. Uh, Towns, cities, everything's burning. Uh, People are doing crazy things that just months ago we would consider you know radical and oh that wouldn't happen here you know i mean these cities are looking like like third world countries like you think this is like iran or pakistan or libya um and it's not it's right in our backyard it's new york city it's portland washington dc right outside the white house you know you thought this stuff couldn't happen here and it does um and uh you know you turn on the news you turn on cnn Look at the New York Times or the or the Bezos Washington Post, um, and uh, they're not really talking about it. They'll, they'll they'll be like, or they'll try and justify it. Uh, that's my biggest problem with like, like I don't, I don't mind Democrats, I don't mind liberals. My biggest problem with them right now is that they're doing a lot of justifying for the far left. I mean, I don't go out of my way to justify the KKK. I don't agree with the KKK or neo-Nazis, or white supremacists. I'm not one of them. I don't agree with anything they have to say. And I don't go out of my way to justify it. But my Democratic friends, families, uh, family members, they are uh, going out of their way to justify these things that just months ago we considered completely nuts. I mean, I remember saying, you know, they're talking about defunding police. And my Democrat family members are like, uh, yeah, but defund the police doesn't actually mean defund the police. Well... That's not true. They've defunded the police in Minnesota. They've, uh, in uh, Minneapolis. Um, 
they're making moves to defund in uh, Seattle. Uh, they cut a billion dollars out of the police budget in New York. And uh, one of my friends, his dad, uh, is a member of SW- uh, the SWAT team that uh, got the Boston Bomber uh, years ago um, in Massachusetts. Um, and they've just been disbanded. So defund the police did actually mean defund the police. And I don't understand why like a moderate liberal traditional sense of the word liberal is trying to justify that it doesn't make any sense to me and this is why i have to push back this is why i have to do the podcast i love my country but anyways i turn on like cnn msdnc or you know bring up the new york times it comes up in my, in my apple feed I don't, I don't know who determines which stories get pushed but they're saying riots or not riots protests mostly peaceful peaceful protests mostly peaceful I was listening to uh, the other day. I listened to um, Ben Shapiro. No matter what you think of him, he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, and I uh, he said something, and it kind of was true. You know, and I don't agree with everything he says, but um, you know, this was true. He said they're saying these things are mostly peaceful, mostly peaceful. Anything violent. You could say is mostly peaceful. And he, he went on. He's like, yeah, O.J. Simpson was mostly peaceful. Other than the couple minutes he was stabbing people. Allegedly. Allegedly. The Boston Bombers, who I just talked about, were mostly peaceful. Except for, you know, a couple minutes where they tried to kill everybody in sight. Um, yeah. That, I mean, anything can be mostly peaceful. I mean... We sleep most of our life away, right? I guess we're peaceful during that, you know? It doesn't make... that. That's a blanket statement. It, it doesn't It doesn't make any kind of sense. It's not true in these cases. I mean, I mean, you got CNN. They're, they're out there like, yeah, it's mostly peaceful as there's a building behind them on fire. I mean, it's, it's, it's completely a joke. So that's why I'm doing this, okay? I, I thought I was going nuts. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Tucker's right. It's like you're watching Game 3 of the World Series and a spaceship comes down. You want to know what's going on. You turn on the news and they're like, COVID cases. More COVID cases. Which I think is a complete joke. I mean, we have so many cases. I, I, I don't know how many people are dying daily. But, I mean, I haven't really been confronted with the issue. I'm not saying no. I'm against mass mandates. Completely against mandates of any kind by the government. I think it's completely stupid. I don't think they have the right to tell you what to wear. Um, and I think everybody would have argued that months ago, but it's a different world, different country now. Uh, this isn't a free country. You go outside, there's like rules, which is, I don't know. I mean, what's going on? I mean, I was always told that, you know, taxes were the price to live in a peaceful society. Well, I don't know, but we're not free. It's not very peaceful. You try and defend yourself, like this couple in St. Louis did. They're gonna arrest you. They're gonna charge you with a crime, but for defending your house, your property, your family, your pets, whatever. See, I thought self-defense was like the most basic right, but what we've learned during this whole COVID th- thing is that we don't have rights. We were supposed to, guaranteed to, but all politicians need is a is a 
national crisis or health crisis, and they can just revoke our rights. They can do that. We never had rights to begin with. They're privileges that can be revoked at any time. Um, which is why I'm doing this, basically. I, you know, and I, I this, it's these ideas going around are getting so radical, so radical, so quickly that I cannot go like a conversation without bringing like these dumb socialist agendas into whether I'm joking about them or being serious or pushing like my beliefs or something I cannot go one conversation without tying it in in some way so I figured I need an outlet so that's what I hope this podcast will be an outlet for me to come in inform the world inform my real goal is for people specifically students who don't want to be involved and they don't care they're stripping us of freedom rights we're going to be the generation that loses it all a country that's been around 200 something years i mean do we want to be that that generation people don't care and um this whole podcast a name you don't get to not care this is this is my country if you're gonna not care don't vote don't anything i mean what are you just gonna listen to somebody and they're gonna you're gonna vote for who whoever you know cnn tells you to vote for and you know and we're gonna piss the country away and 30 years you're gonna look back and be like what the hell went wrong you're stupid is what happened you didn't care. We're going to lose this stuff. It's not basic stuff anymore. It's not, oh, we want to spend more money. Oh, we're going to lower your taxes. You know, the old, the old debates. It's not that anymore. It's, it's civil rights and civil liberties versus socialism. That's where we are right now. And people are just sitting back and not caring. No, you don't get to not care. Uh, anyways... I love my country. Consider myself a patriot. Um, I got two, two of my best friends in the world. Uh, Going to be joining the armed forces. One's down at the Naval Academy, and another's uh, doing ROTC with the Navy. Um, and they're serving this country. And with everything going on, I feel it's it's not and not only what I want to do, but I feel like it's my duty to also try and fight for America in any way I can and I'm trying to get voice out there uh, we're going to try with our guests kind of push this thing and um, see how many people who didn't care or don't like politics I mean this isn't politics this is life this is everything that you should care about as a human being as an American um I got the uh, Sean Hannity book, the new Sean Hannity book, and this is really what we want to preserve. The um, A quote he said, we really need to preserve this country because of this reason. And he said, never has a country, he basically says, never has a country accumulated more power and wealth uh, and abused it less 
and use that power to advance the human condition more than the United States. And that's true. I mean, we've accumulated so much power and so much wealth over such a short period of time. And we don't use, we don't abuse it to, to gain more power throughout the world. I mean, we have the power, but we're, we're not taking over other countries and we do a little bit of it. But we're pushing peace and uh, democracy and human rights on the rest of the world. So we're advancing humanity. Um, as a capitalistic society, it's been proven over the course of this country's heritage that capitalism uh, creates more wealth and more advancement and creation than any other kind of society. I mean, the advances that we've had in this country can't compare. When when was the last huge medical advance to come out of a non-capitalistic society? I mean, I guess you can say like maybe a hundred years ago. I mean, the Nazis maybe, Um, but that that wasn't socialism. That was fascism, and we're against that. Uh, We don't persecute people based on their religion. We don't persecute people based on their race at least anymore we don't and and or i mean we still do but not in the same way um and and we're not victimizing people that's not what this country is uh we had we had some flaws um slavery huge flaw huge stain jim crow huge flaw huge stain. democratic standpoints um but then the republicans came along you know and uh ended slavery with abe lincoln and Voted out the civil with the Civil Rights uh, Act of 64, 1964. Um, now you have to think of slavery and Jim Crow were violations of the Constitution. Those are, to me, anyways, those are unconstitutional, right? Because the Constitution and the Bill of Rights say all men and women are created equal. Well. Those two programs, so the slavery and the the Jim Crow, we basically weren't, we weren't living up to it. So like Martin Luther King was basically like, yeah, in the name of the flag, in the name of the Constitution and the founding documents, we want to be included. You're not including us. You're not living up to your flag. And and that, that, that's the reason for the change. Whereas today's activists are protesting against the flag. As if there's something wrong with the flag. As if there's something wrong with the founding documents. I know it wasn't. It wasn't. We, we didn't live up to it for a long time, but the documents weren't wrong. The people were wrong. The government was wrong, and we're getting to a point today where people are now trusting the government. We. When have we ever trusted the government? Then Trump comes in, willing to just wanting to dismantle Washington. Who we didn't trust in the first place. We didn't trust Washington in the first place. Washington, D.C. in the first place. He comes in wanting to dismantle it. And now half of America's bought into this crap that the politicians in Washington are good, good upstanding people. Yeah, okay. Um, all right, so we're moving on. Um, we got some ele- the election coming up. Uh, I don't know if you noticed 2020, hectic year, election year, everything has something to do with it. Uh, If you don't believe that, you're doomed. Um, 
big news this week. Um, Joe Biden has chosen his running mate. Probably the probably their pick to be president, right? I mean, we all know he's going to step down after a couple days as president if he were to get elected. I don't think he's going to, but if he were, and she'll be the president. So let's just consider her the presidential candidate and him the sidekick. Um, Biden, every time he talks, he says something racist or shoves his foot in his mouth. and been calling him Joe Foot in his mouth for a while. Um... But Kamala Harris, I, I, I didn't understand the pick. I guess it was really between her and Susan Rice. And Susan Rice, if if Durham comes up with stuff she could be mentioned, I guess that was her logic to go with Kamala. I just, I, I don't see it. I think she's more hated than Hillary Clinton was. Um, as far as her standing up for black Americans, I, I don't. I don't see that either. I mean, she imprisoned like, how many of them? I think like 1,700 of them. Uh, used them for cheap labor for the state of California. Uh, denied some of them their rights to uh, prove their innocence with DNA testing. Um, that was big, big development in the early 2000s. Uh, you, you could prove your innocence with, with DNA. I mean, DNA testing was advanced enough to do it, and she denied them that 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 right, that liberty. Um, so I don't know how she's really fits the mold. One, she's, I mean, she's a historic pick, right? She's the first black female vice presidential candidate on a ticket, right? And I guess they think that means that she's immune from criticism. She's not, uh, she's a candidate for vice president of the United States. And, that puts her in line to be president of the United States. And yes, we have the right to criticize you if you're going into that position. That's another thing. The debates have to happen. And here's why. It's not, I don't care about COVID. All right. You're running for president and vice president of the United States. <laughs> you have to take our questions. You're going to work for us. We get to interview you. That's how it works. And I would be insulted if debates don't happen. Right now, I think they said they're going to have three presidential and one vice presidential. We'll see if it happens. Um, but uh, they, they better happen um, for me. Um, big news. Uh, you got the 9-11 memorial, the, the, beak, the two beacon lights that go up where the buildings were um, to commemorate the fallen. On that day, um, Mayor Bill, Bill de Blasio says they're not doing it this year because of COVID. I don't really know what that hap- has to do with, you know, lights and beacons. And I guess he doesn't want the ceremony, which I guess kind of he has a case for, but not really considering he let people out to riot and loot for a month straight. Um, so I don't really see why we can't have a memorial service for the f- people who fell on that day. I mean, that's a pretty important day in American history. And at a time where the country is so divided, that's like one thing. That was the day that we all came together. The next day after 9-11, and I was only one, but we came together after 9-11, this country. And we, and we all look at 9-11, and that's something we can 
unite on. All right, everybody, everybody was proud to be an American, and um, he's going to stop the the remembrance of that. I mean, we're not going to forget because we'll never forget nine eleven. Never. Uh, we have forgotten Pearl Harbor. We're not going to forget nine eleven. Um, but for the mayor of a city that it happened in, who New York pride since then has been 9-11. We'll never forget it. Um, this has to piss a lot of people off. It's going to piss a lot of New York off. Um, and you have the president uh, now thinks New York is in play. Now, I said this back in June. I think New York's in play. I think Trump's going to win New York. And, and everybody's been telling me it's a far cry. I know it's a far cry. This week, the president said he, he thinks New York's in play. Uh, I think he's right. And I'm going to explain to you why. One, records amount of people are moving out of New York. Records. I think they said New York City's already seen over a million people leave. Probably two million by the end of the end of the year, maybe election time. Um, businesses aren't opening. People are pissed off. All right, crime through the roof after they cut a billion out of the budget. It takes stuff like this. People are used to voting one way, and shit happens. And now do they vote the other way? We'll see. I think so. Uh, Most of upstate New York is red as a tomato. So what happens in New York City? You got 2 million less people voting. I think it's in play. I, I I I don't know if it's a... I don't know if it's something you should bank on. Uh, I think, for me personally, I think New Hampshire, Nevada, if they can be, if the courts stop the 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 fraud that's they're attempting to have there, if the courts stop it, um, I think Nevada's more of a battleground, and New Hampshire's more of a battleground than New York. But New York could be in play. I mean, we could after Kamala's picking Kamala. I uh, I think the chances of Trump getting reelected are very high. Uh, I think it's a probability. Um, it's for me, it's just how much, and do you win by enough to really show the rest of the country that we're more united than we think? And I think we are. I, I think it's going to be overwhelming. Trump's going to win with an overwhelming amount. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I, I I really hope it's not like 50-50 like it was in 2016 where now they got an argument. And I don't want them to have that argument. I, I want this, this radical agenda on the left to be halted in its tracks and them, them realize America doesn't want socialism but we're headed that way so we'll see all right so that was a good intro uh episode for me uh next episode um i'm gonna have a long time friend of mine um come on uh we're gonna talk about i don't know if he'll come on to talk about this but um he'll definitely be on the episode 
So I want to talk about what could happen, what will happen if the police officer that killed George Floyd is acquitted, allegedly killed George Floyd, is acquitted. Um, I want to talk about what, what could happen. Uh, will we see more riots and how it could go down? I mean, everybody's looking at this case like it's clean cut and this guy's going to be found guilty. And that's what the media is pushing. They're not really publishing any stories on anything else. But I think people need to be more ready uh, for the possibility that he could be acquitted and found innocent. Or not innocent. I don't think he's innocent in any way. There's no excuse for putting in for what he did. Um, But he could be found not guilty is my point. And if that happens and people aren't ready for it, we could be looking at something far worse than what's happened in the last couple months. And and I think it's a strong possibility of an acquittal. Um, and we'll go into more of that and why I think that in the next episode. Um, and then we're going to talk with my longtime friend I just mentioned. Um, we're going to talk about the election. Um, uh, we're going to do a map on the show, uh, what we think. Uh, last year, or last go around, so 2016, we did a map going in together, and I think we were off by one electoral vote. And his personal map that he did, I think four months out from the election, so right about now, that he did in 2016, he was off by, I believe, Wisconsin. I think he had, he called Wisconsin wrong, and I think that was it. Uh, I think he's a... So we can go by the guy who only we can call him the guy who only missed Wisconsin. Um, so that'll be interesting. And we'll talk about how he sees the election going. See if it's similar to me. I think I think any fair-minded person is going to see that. Um, all right, well, great episode. Uh, see you next time.